Hello everybody and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast with concert stories and songs, tall buildings full of rocks, mobile games about monsters that fit in your pocket, more chapters of that boy wizard fellow that we all love and stuff, and I announced the date of the first Patreon Q&A livestream. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So we cover quite a bit of ground in this week's podcast. Like I said, I went and saw the movie Skyscraper, which we'll talk about a little later on. I went and saw a concert, and we have three songs of the week inspired from that very show. I talk a little bit about Pokemon Go, and I tell you all my friend code, so you can add me on Pokemon Go. We talk about what the first Patreon livestream is going to be like, and when it is... And I also talk a little bit about why the Alliance is the best side of the World of Warcraft current skirmish ramping up for battle for Azeroth. And of course, we've got three brand new Harry Potter chapters that will be landing on a brand new day and time. So stay tuned to find out when exactly that is. And let's dive right into the next segment on the podcast where I talk about Pokemon Go. I want to tell a little story real quick here. A little while ago, I think it's like two years uh, around this time. Um, Well, not around this time, but two years roundabout. There was a game that was released on mobile, and everybody lost their god dang minds. It was called Pokemon Go. I also lost my mind. It was incredible. That first month of Pokemon Go was the best. Everybody's going to parks, getting exercise to get those Pokestops, talking about all the cool things. I remember this one time. I was at a park with like 30 or 40 people. We all got our phones out. One person just shouts, Dratini! And we all just run to the other side of the park. And we're all furiously swiping up on our phones to try to get that fucking Dratini. Um, I did actually end up getting a Dratini, but not that day. Um, And then it faded away. Pokemon Go kind of shit the bed. Um, The app itself didn't have the functionality everybody wanted. You couldn't trade Pokemon. Couldn't be friends with people. You couldn't battle. you You couldn't do a lot of things. And Pokemon Go. It was a real bummer. Niantic had like the greatest idea for the game and they muffed it. They muffed it right out the gate. After about a month, the whole player base dropped off enormously and nobody ever really talked about it again. The sleeping horse of the phone game universe just kept on chugging. Slowly but surely, they kept adding new Pokemon. They kept adding functionality. And before I knew it, I was talking to a bunch of my friends the other day, and they were all like, dude, you got to get back into Pokemon Go. It's it's so much better than it ever was before. And I'm like, fine. So I re-downloaded Pokemon Go. And I got to say, there's a lot going on here. I wish I remembered that I actually already had an account on Pokemon Go before I started playing it again. Because now I've got two accounts on Pokemon Go, and um, I sent out the friend code to one account. Um, and now I have how many friends in this how many friends do I have on Pokemon Go? 38? 38 friends on Pokemon Go. It is... It's pretty ridiculous. I don't know who most of these people are. I know who two of them are. The other 36 are uh, from Japan. And that's just... Well, I just think that's super cool. Um, one of the fun things about Pokemon Go here is you can send people gifts. And you get gifts by swiping a Pokestops. And so when you send a gift... It comes with a picture of where the Pokestop was when the gift was picked up. So, since most of my friends on Pokemon Go are from Japan, I'm constantly getting this amazing stream of images 
from like urban and uh, rural Japan. And I'm just staring at my phone going, that thing looks cool as hell. Like super, it's super neat. I like, it's an aspect of the world I've, or an area of the world I've never been to. And I won't be visiting Japan for some time now, but hopefully within the next couple of years. And I think it's, I think it's just awesome. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to verbally say my friend code right here and right now. So we can all be, we can all be the best of pokey friends. Um, and here it is. Y'all ready? You got your Pokemon Go app pulled up? Here we go. Seven seven five two zero six six eight seven zero one three. Again, that is seven seven five two zero six six eight seven zero one three. And yes, my name is Dilbo Twaggins. Don't ask why my name is Dilbo Twaggins. I just thought it'd be funny. And here we are. Um, now I'm kind of suffering the the downsides of being called Dilbo Twaggins because now I'm sharing it publicly. Dilbo Twaggins. Dilbo Twaggins. Anyway, I just think it's a funny name. Um, yeah, Pokemon Go. It's it's pretty dang good. I am vastly enjoying my time at Pokemon Go. Um, but it is a, it's a bit of a time sink between this and World of Warcraft. Oh boy. There's just there's a lot of gaming going on in my world and uh, I'm not playing any of the games that I probably should be playing. Like uh God of War and um, Persona 5 and stuff like that. But yeah, Pokemon Go, feel free to add me. I will. I accept every and all friend request because um, like, what's the point of trying to figure out who people are in Pokemon Go who are all just going to send each other gifts anyway. So that's just that's just the way it is on that one. But yeah, that's just, a, that's just a lot of fun. I wanted to take a little second to talk about it on the podcast here because it's just part of what I've been doing lately and it brings me a lot of joy and hey, that's the whole point. What, what mobile game are you playing a lot of? Did you get your hands on that Harry Potter game? I thought it was kind of terrible, but maybe y'all enjoyed it. What else? What else are you guys playing? I need some new. I need some new mobile games in my life. Hit me up, gumcast@gmail.com, or using the contact page on goingupcast.com. Both are great ways to get a hold of me. Or you can tweet me. Or you could somehow figure out how to pass messages in Pokemon Go and send me like a Pidgey with an envelope stuck in its beak, and I'll open it and I'll be like, "Download the Magic Kingdom's Disney game," and I'll be like, "I already have that." Anyway, let's move on to the next thing. So for this week's Songs of the Week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Not only do I have three Songs of the Week, I also have a story to tell because these three Songs of the Week come from a concert I saw this past Friday. The bands on the rock docket were Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Experience, White Snake, and Foreigner, who I have seen now three times in concert. This was the second time I saw Jason, it was the first time I saw White Snake, and it was the third time I've seen Foreigner. They were playing White River Amphitheater, which is over in Auburn, Washington. It's about, oh God, it's about like a two-hour drive uh, from where I currently live. And the weather out there was pretty toasty. It was a toasty day. Um, I love White River. It is a large amphitheater, predominantly seats, but the upper half of the amphitheater is a giant lawn where you can get really inexpensive seats. Um, you bring like your own blanket, you can bring like a picnic style food and water bottles. Um, they have to be empty and you can fill them inside the park, that kind of action. But you can pack in like blankets and chairs and stuff like that and just set up on the lawn. And um, once the sun goes down, it's very pleasant. Uh, but when the sun is up, it's it was toasty. I believe it was 90 something degrees. It was um it was a it was a roasty toasty day, and we we roll up, we get on our on our lounge seats, we pay far too much for beer, seventeen dollars for a beer. It was a big beer, sure, but seventeen dollars 
beer is less expensive at Disney World. Anyway, uh, we set up, we get our booze, and we wait about 10 minutes, and then Jason Bonham comes on with his Led Zeppelin experience. Um, if you don't know what that is, Jason Bonham is the son of legendary Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham. And this is kind of his tribute to his dad that he's put together. Um, if you ever see him on his own show where he's headlining, uh, it usually comes with uh, home movies and pictures of his dad. Jason will tell stories about what it was like to grow up with uh, like uh, John Bonham and how cool of a dude he was and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's a very heartwarming show. And plus... I, this might just be me, but I know it isn't just me. Led Zeppelin is one of those bands that they are on such a pedestal of rock and roll legendaryism that you just you can't touch them. It's, it's like they played like eight or nine Led Zeppelin songs amazingly. And it's just like these guys should not have opened because how can you follow this? They're playing Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's the best. They are the ultimate. You cannot beat them. And, of course, they end their show with the song, Stairway to Heaven, which I had never seen performed live, and I'd be willing to bet a lot of you out there haven't either because Led Zeppelin's not touring anymore. This is as close as you're ever going to get to seeing that song performed the way it was meant to be played by people who know what the fuck they're doing. So they played Stairway to Heaven. And anybody who's played music can tell you that you cannot follow Stairway to Heaven. It, it should have been the last song of the night. Because nothing after that will come even close to being as good as Stairway to Heaven. Now, as an added bonus, I uh, recorded some of the, uh, the, the audio from the concert. And I'm, I'm going to play the snippets from the, the three songs that are my songs of the week. Um, in the podcast uh, here now. The the quality ain't the best, so apologize for that. I'm going to doctor it as much as humanly possible to at least make it um, sonically pleasing. But uh, here's, here's a snippet from uh, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience playing Stairway to Heaven. can't beat it it's stairway to heaven so naturally that's on the playlist that has to be um of course this thing the songs on the spotify playlist are just the normal studio recordings of all these songs uh but here in the podcast you get little snippets of the live performances now you can't follow stairway to heaven you can't do it nothing's better so what do you do you throw on a band that's way worse <laughs> so the palate gets cleansed and you remember what bad music sounds like before a foreigner comes on. And unfortunately, Whitesnake had to take the bullet on this one. Whitesnake themselves, not a bad band. Um, I, I do like David Coverdale. Uh, he sang for Deep Purple a long time ago. That's a good album. Um, I enjoy his, his vocal stylings then. And when he could sing, he could sing. He could, he could really get up there. He had a good set of pipes. I cannot, for the life of me, name any other members of Whitesnake. 
Um, the, the guitar solos were fine. The drum solo wasn't very technical. It was more like, look at how fast I can hit these things, which wasn't very fast. Um, it, I, I've seen a lot of aging rock stars on stage in my day, a lot. I've seen, I've seen Dylan, I've seen Judas Priest, I've seen Poison, I've seen Motley Crue twice, I've seen Alice Cooper, the list goes on. These, I've seen Leonard Skinner. I've seen Bad Company. These were some of the oldest motherfuckers I've seen on stage. I don't know why they're still going. I didn't know half the songs. Um, and the two songs I did know, Here I Go Again and Still of the Night, were not performed very well. That being said, Here I Go Again is, I love that song. Um, the, it, there's a couple of different uh, recordings of it. So there's one particular recording that I really enjoy. So that will be on the playlist on Song of the Week. Uh, but poor David. Uh, he started off strong. He was hitting some high notes. But when he came to like hitting those high notes towards the end, he, his voice was shot. And it was, it was a real bummer. Um, I almost don't want to play a segment from the live show just because of how bad it sounds. But you know what? We'll keep with the theme. Here is a snippet. Uh, here I go again from White Snake from White River Amphitheater a couple days ago. I'm sure they're doing their best. I mean, I know it can't be easy to sing like that for 30, 40, 50 years. Um, but, I mean, come on. If you know you don't got it, stop doing it. You know what? You can you can do what Foreigner did and get a new lead singer. But David Coverdale is... is he was an amazing vocalist. He truly was. Um, now, Foreigner always puts on one hell of a show. I've seen him three times, each time with the new lead singer. I believe his name is Kelly Hansen. He joined the band a couple of years back. Um, he is he sounds just like the original dude. It's awesome stuff. Um, they always sound very good in live performances. Like they're balanced very well. You always get the best of all the stuff, no matter what they do. And uh, Foreigner knows you're there for for the hits. They play a couple of uh, air quotes like deeper cuts, but even the deeper cuts I still knew. Um, Foreigner is just, you know, they, they've got like 12 to 15 amazing songs and they just play those. You get it all. You get like, feels like the first time. You get Long, Long Way From Home. You get Dirty White Boy. You get Jukebox Hero. You get Hot Bloody. You get I Want to Know What Love Is. You get it all. And then you get my personal favorite because it has one of my all-time favorite elements of music that we've actually discussed before on the podcast. The saxophone solo for Urgent. Holy shit. That dude can... Can wail on the saxophone. Might be one of the most rock and roll instruments out there. I know, like, the guitar solos are always really cool, but I'm a sucker for a good saxophone solo. Uh, and, you know, I used to play the saxophone. I have a saxophone. It's it's behind me. I can't really play it anymore, and I sure as hell can't play it like this dude can. So here is Foreigner. It's urgent, uh, like, the first half of the sax solo, because I swear he was he was swailing on that thing for, like, five minutes straight. Here's the first little bit of it. Tell you it's the same for me. 
was an incredible show. I always love seeing Foreigner. If you ever get the chance, I would highly recommend it. I've got a couple of more concerts later on this year that I'm super excited for. Um, I'm going to go see... Oh, who is it? I just bought tickets today. Um, as of recording this, I just bought tickets to go see Unleash the Archers, which is one of my favorite bands out of Vancouver, Canada. Metal is all hell. I cannot wait to see them, finally, after all these years. And then later on... Um, actually, I think it's like a week later... I'm going to be back at El Corazon for Ailstorm and Gloryhammer, who are also just flat-out incredible. I can't wait. Uh, if you guys have any fun concerts that you got planned out for the rest of the year, I want to hear about them. Who are you going to go see? You you excited? You hype? I want to know about it. Send me an email at goamcast at gmail.com or reach out on the contact page at goamcast.com. And always, as always, if you have a song that you want to recommend for Song of the Week, you can also send me an email at goamcast at gmail.com or... On the contact page at goingcast.com. It was a great show. I didn't get a concert t-shirt this time around. I almost always do. But I have Foreigner concert t-shirts. I have a Jason Bonham concert t-shirt. And in my opinion, White Snake did not perform well enough to justify me spending $40 on one of their t-shirts. So if White Snake, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't think I ever need to see White Snake again, to be perfectly honest. I know I know two of their songs. They didn't play them very well. I'm probably never gonna seek that out again. So, just kind of like, um, there's a couple of bands that I've seen once, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I never need to never need to see you again. So, you know, that's just, sometimes that's the way it is. Some of those older bands can absolutely still rock it, and some can't. And it's, it's, a real, it's a real shame, and it's a real bummer when they can't, but you know what? Everybody likes money. So, there you go. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's Songs of the Week, and, uh, and story time. It's a two-for-one-for. Saves your ears tons of time. Let's move on to the next thing. So I just went and saw the brand new The Rock movie. Who can do, quite frankly, no wrong. Yes, that's right. I saw Skyscraper. And you know what? There's a lot of movies that fit in this genre of film. The kind of uh, lone gunman kind of action movie, usually to save a plane or to save their family or wife on Christmas, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies that fit this bill. Die Hard, Air Force One, Taken, that kind of jam. And this movie does not a whole lot new. I mean, the setting isn't even all that new. It's um, it's in a building, <clears throat> Die Hard, but uh, it's kind of a cool future building, which is pretty neat. Um, the Rock uh, only has only has one leg. He has an artificial 
um, left leg, so that's different. Uh, he has facial hair, that's different. And um, it's in Hong Kong, so there's a little bit of an international flair as well. Overall, the movie's pretty solid. Give it a, a strong, uh, strong mid to low B, I'll say. Um, and you know exactly what you're getting when you're going in, though. So, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, it's, a, it's a rock movie. That's it. It's a rock movie. He beats up some dudes, uh, kills some fools, uh, does some cool rock things, like uh, climbing a rope on the outside of a building or jumping off of a crane into the same building. Uh, it does some pretty cool stuff. It's all very neat. Uh, the subplots were uh, interesting enough, um, but, you know, they are what they are. Uh, there was a lot of um, uh, good, good old-fashioned mirroring. Uh, where it's like a thing happens in the beginning of the movie that sets up the rest of the film. You know what I mean? Like um, they had a uh, the the wife had a problem with her iPhone not working, so the rock just turns it off and turns it back on again. And so that's what they end up doing uh, with the building to get the fire suppression um, stuff back online is they reboot the system. Um, so it's kind of it's stuff like that. You know, if you if you're paying attention, you can see how the movie will end within the first five minutes of the movie. Um, you know, if you're keeping your eyes peeled, uh, definitely a lot of people showing up and getting introduced in me instantly going, bad guy, there's a bad guy, that's a bad guy over there, there's another one right there, there's a bad guy, there's a bad guy. Um, so yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's tried and true, but I can't say I've ever had a bad time watching a rock movie, and if I ever have had a bad time watching a rock movie, it's never because of the rock. The one that comes to mind is Central Intelligence. Which is not a bad movie because of The Rock. It's a bad movie because of Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart. Um, I feel like he's been doing the same shtick for a while now. And, you know, people will be like, Oh, well, The Rock is basically the same character in every movie. And yes, that's true. But The Rock is a good character. He always does the same kind of thing in every movie. And what he does is be awesome and kick a lot of ass. So, Kevin Hart just tries to be funny all the time. The key word there being tries. He was funny in the beginning, don't get me wrong. Those first couple of comedy specialists before he got a little too big for his britches were awesome, but... Whew, lately, nah, Kevin Hart just keeps cranking out the stankers. But The Rock, while this movie was not reviewed well, nor did it do well in the box office, it's still a good old-fashioned rock movie. And you know what? I love myself a good old-fashioned rock movie. I loved Hercules in 2014. That movie didn't do very well either, but that's a great movie. That movie was, like, blew my expectations clean out of the water. I loved Hercules. If you haven't seen that, you can go see that movie. That's an awesome movie. And I haven't seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies, but The Rock's in there, too. And a lot of people give The Rock credit for saving that franchise. Oh, Baywatch? Another good movie. He's in there. He's super funny. Fucking, jeez, the, Rock, the Rock's in a lot of great, a lot of great movies. You could have yourself a wonderful weekend just marathoning a bunch of Rock movies. You, you can do it. And I will also say this. Nothing in this world makes me want to work out more than watching The Rock just be huge. Just be huge and cool. So I'm going to go work out. And I will try to be huge and cool. But I will never be as huge or as cool as The Rock. Because he's the hugest and the coolest. You could, you could probably wait to see Skyscraper on Netflix. Um, I, It kind of is cool on the big screen. But, I mean, the, the stunts and tricks and things will be... Probably just as cool on the small screen. Um, I can't, I can't really argue uh, paying the uh, the movie ticket prices nowadays to go see this one in theaters. So, but you know, if you catch it on like AMC in like five months, 
you know, it's worse worst movies you could watch. Um, but if you want to see a, a movie like this but better, just put in Die Hard or Taken or Air Force One or Con Air. Um, any of those are good. Um, I love all those movies. Some are definitely better than others, but I'll let you figure it out for yourself. If you got a cool action action movie, preferably starring The Rock, um, that I haven't seen, which <laughs> it would be quite shocking uh, to me. Um, and don't you dare mention like Journey to the what is it? No, it's not Journey to the Center of the Earth. Uh, it's like Journey to Witch Mountain or Tooth Fairy. You can no, I'm not watching those. Not nope, nope. That was before. That was those. Those were the before Rock movies. When he first entered entered movies, and they weren't good. And I'm talking about like, I guess Fast and Furious Five onward. Like that's that's the Rock era. That's the prime Rock era. I still need to see Rampage. So, I've, I've heard that was bad too. But I mean, it's the Rock. I need to see it. So, oh, also San Andreas is just straight up bad movie. But the Rock does his best. So, <laughs> oh man, or was Battle Los Angeles? I can't remember anymore. But there was there was a whole big vein of those movies. Anyway, if you got a movie. That's cool action movie that you want to share with the rest of us. Hook me up. Let me know at goingcast.com or you can send me an email at goingcastgmail.com and we'll all just have like a we'll have like a movie marathon. We'll just chill out and talk about how cool the rock is and how his bicep is thicker than my thigh and all this other stuff. It'll be great. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another week and another batch of Harry Potter chapters for your listening perusal. We've got three brand new Harry Potter chapters landing. I think, you know what? I think I'm officially going to change the day that these things go up. Because I never upload them Thursday morning. It's always Wednesday night. So, if you want to get on that Harry Potter chapter action just that much sooner, Wednesday night. Exactly when on Wednesday night? I cannot be certain. It will most likely be sometime like 8, 9-ish Pacific Standard Time. It's really kind of whenever I get home and I eat dinner and I remember that I need to upload the Harry Potter chapters. So it's sometime Wednesday night uh, for for uh, PTS um, or PST time. But we got three chapters. For this, we've got chapter 7, Mudbloods and Murmurs. We've got chapter 8, The Death Day Party. And we've got chapter 9, The Writing on the wall and it is within chapter 9 that we find our beloved moment for spectacular listening in the podcast this moment deals with Dumbledore trying to figure out who's responsible for the petrification of Mrs. Norris and me trying to overact it's a little bit of a it's a double it's a dual moment there's a lot of there's a lot of good goofs in here but here we go she has been petrified said Dumbledore Ah, thought so, said Lockhart. But how I... I cannot say. Ask him, shrieked Filch, turning his blotched and tear-stained face to Harry. No second year could have done this. Maybe a third. Definitely a fourth. We teach cat petrification at the fourth year. So... Half the school has the potential to have done this to your cat. But it wasn't, Harry. Said Dumbledore firmly. It would take dark magic of the most advanced. He did it. He did it. Filch spat, his pouchy face purpling. You saw what he wrote on the wall he found in my office. He knows I'm a... I'm a... There's a... There's a hair in my mouth. Ah, there it is. That was annoying. Sorry. Trying to act. I almost just like... There we go. 
like I said. Brand new Harry Potter chapter is landing now Wednesday nights, not Thursday morning, Wednesday nights. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna switch it over because that's when they always go up. And at this point, we are about I think we're three weeks in, uh, which means we got another three weeks of book two, and then boom, it's Prisoner of Azkaban time, and we're gonna get into some year three um, uh, struggles, year three issues. Um, there's there's a rat involved, a um, couple of new characters, and some spooky ghost things that fly around the school. It's just oh, there's. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in year three. But we're only halfway through year two where Harry's dealing with some troubles. Some dang old troubles. Let's move on to the next thing. If you were here last week, you will remember that I finally launched my brand new Patreon account to support the podcast. And if you're not aware, there's a page right on goingcast.com called Patreon. You can go right there, click the Becoming a Patreon Supporter button and go straight to the Patreon page. Plus, I tweet about it all the time. All the time I'm talking about my Patreon page. But it is finally time for me to host the very first Patreon live stream. Now, if you want to get in on this Patreon live stream action, you're going to have to donate at least $5, I believe is the cutoff there. $5 monthly donation, you get access to the live stream and you get immortalized on the wall. It's gonna be very cool. Uh, I'm coming up with, so for the first live stream, I want to do something that we can all get in on. Um, so that means playing a free game. I'm pretty sure what game we're gonna be playing uh, is going to be uh, DC Universe Online. It's uh, completely free to download. Uh, anybody can play it and we can all just hop on there and be superheroes and have a grand old time but the the core of the uh, live stream idea is that it's a Q&A session so uh, you ask me whatever you want we'll just have a good old time and we'll chat for a couple of hours but it is time for me to announce when this is actually going to happen the first live stream will be so there's one a month just so you know uh, it will be on August the 11th I believe it is a Saturday uh, the exact time of which probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like two to four uh, PST, um, Pacific Standard Time, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, the exact time will get nailed down uh, as we get closer, but I wanted to give you guys as much heads up as possible. Uh, so yeah, August the 11th will be, will be the first live stream for the Patreon. I'm very excited. Um, I'm hoping that we can all just like hop on the same server and we'll all just have a grand old time just being superheroes. It's great. There's new Teen Titans stuff on, on there, which is always one of my all-time favorites. I love Teen Titans. So I'm very excited to get my teeth up in that business. Um, I've sunk far too much money in DC Universe Online. It's one of my it's one of my favorite MMOs. But yeah, that's when it's gonna be. And again, please, if you have not yet checked out the Patreon website, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there. Um, I'm probably going to take another swing at uh, just kind of fluffing it up a little bit, adding some more details here and there. It's going to be very cool. I'm really looking forward to the live stream. And like I said, the only way you can watch the live stream is if you're a Patreon supporter. So if you want to get in on that fun action, you're going to have to go on to Patreon and go to that $5, that $5 tier. And we'll all have fun being superheroes together. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. See you all then for that, but let's move on to the next thing of the podcast. And finally, this week, I want to talk about another game that I've been playing a heck of a lot of and letting you all know what side I'm on. 
That's right, World of Warcraft. We're currently gearing up for the next big expansion, Battle for Azeroth, which comes out, I believe, August 17th. And right now, we're going through the pre-patch, pre-release content, and there is a lot of stuff going on right now. Looks like Sylvanas, the Banshee Queen of the Horde, is attacking Tel... Uh, what is it? Teldrassil? Tel uh, the World Tree of the Night Elves. And, oh my god, the Horde are attempting to burn down the goddamn World Tree. Now, as, like, the ultimate in cliche WoW characters, a Night Elf Hunter for the Mighty Alliance, this injustice cannot stand. And using my enormous platform of the Going Up cast, I claim here and now that the Alliance is the best side. And we will not tolerate this injustice done upon us by the Horde. And I will fight on the front lines with my giant, um, what is it? It's like a four-tusked bull named Buck. Buck and I shall maintain the front line. We will hold them back. Although, now that all the towns have been restructured and there's been a huge number squish, I don't really know what I'm doing anymore. Um, all I'm doing right now in WoW is grinding in Pandaria, trying to get a goddamn, uh, <laughs> trying to get a goddamn Cloud Serpent mount because I'm all about the mounts. That's mostly why I play World of Warcraft is for the mounts. Um, but yeah, if you guys want in on the WoW action, I'm on the Draenor server. Um, I don't have a guild uh, as my main. I do have a guild for my second main, which is on um, uh, Kill Jaden. Uh, but that one's actually that one actually is on Horde side. And the reason for that is I love the High Mountain Torrin. Um, so I made a High Mountain Torrin uh, Druid, and I'm slowly grinding up to uh, 110 on that character. But my main is my my uh, hunter hunter night elf on uh, on Draenor there. So that's a lot of that's a lot of fun. But playing a lot of WoW, getting that getting that mount, getting that mount, sweet sweet mount action, and um, selling WoW tokens constantly just to buy more mounts in the in the WoW action shop, auction shop. So yes, but yeah, I am I am for the alliance. Um, I, even when I'm playing my horde character, I I like to think that I'm actually just like an alliance spy. Just seeing what the deal is, you know. Um, I would, I would, I don't know if you can faction change allied races. If you could, they'd be incredible. I would love that. I would love to be a high mountain torrent for the alliance. I wonder if you can. I don't think you can. I think. I don't know. Maybe it comes with a race change as well. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. But yeah, World of Warcraft is a lot of fun. And you know what else was a lot of fun? was this episode of the Going Upcast talking to y'all. It's so much fun every week. This is episode 13. Some say it's unlucky. Not me, not this guy. I think it's a milestone. 13 weeks we've been doing this podcast and we're gonna do it for 13 million more. But that's it. After 13 million weeks, we're done. I don't know how many years that is, but that's probably more than I'll be alive. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening to the Going Upcast. Just a couple of quick, quick housekeeping reminders. If you got a song for the week, Send me an email at goingupcast.com. I would love to hear it. Uh, if you want in on the Q&A live stream, that will be happening on August 11th. You're going to have to go to patreon.com forward slash goingupcast and donate at minimum the $5 level in order to get access to the live stream. There will be one a month every month uh, from, uh, from August onward. And I think that's it. If you want to play WoW, I'm on Draenor and Kill Jaden. Um, feel free to uh, to send me an email on Goingcast for further details. Should you should you need them? 
Um, or you can always tweet me and I'll hook you up with like my name and stuff. I don't remember what my characters are called off the top of my head right now. Uh, that's why I'm not saying them here because I just do not remember. Uh, but yeah, it just follow me, I'll follow up on Twitter or send me an email and, uh, and I'll hook you up and we'll just, we'll just guild it up. I would love to figure out how to make a guild in World of Warcraft. And if you know how to do that, reach out so we can make one. I would love to make a going up cast guild, like the, like the feel good, good, good crew or something like that. We'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this week's Going Up Cast episode. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you later this week. Um, or I guess I'll see you tomorrow night for Harry Potter chapters, and I'll see you next week for uh, for another episode of the Going Up Cast. Everybody have a fantastic week. Be cool to each other. Hug your neighbor. Um, only if you're on good terms. Otherwise, I wouldn't attempt it. And I'll see you next week. Bye!